Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. Good morning. It is Wednesday, February 1st, and congratulations. You have reached the halfway point between the winter solstice and the spring equinox. Brighter days on their way. Seven minutes after nine, it is Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. And President Biden intends to end the COVID-19 national and public health emergencies on May 11th. So the declarations have changed. Well... (laughs) Does he know he intends to do that? <laughs> That's up for debate. You already want to go there, huh? Should we just play the audio now? I, 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 I didn't mean to cut you off, but it's like this is where we're at in our country, where we make a definitive statement, like the administration makes a definitive statement about a definitive, very important topic, and then this guy, and by the way, sprinting out towards this reporter. Did you see the video of this? I did. He grabbed her hand as she was holding her umbrella and he he kind of grabbed it so that he could cover himself with the umbrella. <laughs> Ladies first, right? Yeah. Okay. Well, so so they came out, melt, they came apparently. out they came out on Monday and kind of said, "Hey, we're going to end the COVID uh mandate." And I think May 11th they declared was the day. Mm-hmm. So states, people, Whatever you have, X amount of months to you know prepare. Uh, it's only been three years. I mean, isn't that the most federal government thing ever? That it took three years to end something that was supposed to be fifteen days. Mm-hmm. Three years to flatten the curve. To three and a half years, whatever you want to call it, to do something that was supposed to be fifteen days. Yeah, that's your federal government in one sentence right there. But then Biden comes out. The next day, so yesterday, yeah. and they're, you know, asking, you know, naturally, hey, you know, why'd you do this, this, and that? Listen to what he said. What's behind your decision to end the COVID emergency? Well, emergency will end you with the court exit. We just came to May the 15th to make sure we get everything done. That's all. There's nothing behind the law. So the COVID emergency will end when the Supreme Court ends it. Yeah. We've just changed it to this date to make sure people can get everything done Mm -hmm. does that does that even make any sense (laughs) do you think he's talking about the student loans the pause and payments that supreme court decision is he that out of it that he doesn't know the difference between the covid19 mandate and this and and student loan debt well that's that's what i was trying to piece together with that it's a great theory because the student loans the pause and payments was one of the things that was affected by the national emergency and he's saying well no we're gonna wait till the supreme court decides on that you know casey i until you just said that uh, not had not even dawned on me that he may be indeed be so out of it that he may be confusing the two things Mm -hmm. and that very well that's even more scary than where i started at on this you're so lucky that i'm here Rob. well you you know what the declarations they've changed some people's lives they've offered increased health coverage beefed up food assistance and the universal access to vaccine and tests rob i know that you have a covid19 test somewhere in a cabinet in your house oh yes i'm sitting on my free federally Mm -hmm. funded uh which i paid for which means i funded it uh my two covid vaccine tests that were sent to me via the U.S. mail. Well, after May 11th, you're going to have to pay for it. Oh, okay. okay if you Great. want one of those. You know how we should treat COVID? Well, after May 11th, and most people will start treating COVID the same way we should have treated it the entire time. If you're sick, treat yourself like you're sick. What difference does it make whether you have 
COVID or you don't have COVID. If you're sick, treat yourself like you're sick. You do many of the same things to get rid of COVID. You do to get rid of the flu, fluids, a lot of vitamin C, a lot of rest, Mm -hmm. take time off work. If we'd have just done this from the beginning, Mm -hmm. it all would have been okay. Would have been okay, huh? Well, about uh, 15 million people could be dropped from Medicaid. About 8.2 million folks are no longer going to qualify. That's another thing that will happen with these declarations. Of course, immigration at the border is being affected. Telehealth, because uh, there's been emergency status that they put into place. And a lot of the rules and restrictions that doctors had to follow on telehealth will they changed because of these emergencies they kind of lightened up some of the restrictions so that'll change and as i mentioned food assistance and then money for hospitals another thing that will change uh okay casey so let's uh, look i want to say before we play this audio i am very concerned um for one of our elected officials here in this state yeah. And that is uh, the Duke of Spending oh. Board, Todd Young. Okay. I'm now very concerned for his future um, because James Comer, oversight in mm-hmm. the House, yeah. uh, has now said, and we're going to play this audio here, that they're going to conduct hearings over pandemic spending mm. and all the waste, fraud, and abuse that took place. And, well, let, let's play what Comer has to say, and then I'll tell you why I'm very worried for our, our senior senator here from the, the state of Indiana. Okay. This week, the Oversight Committee will kick off a very busy oversight agenda with our first hearing investigating the massive waste of taxpayer dollars in pandemic spending. For the past two years, Democrats did not conduct a single hearing of oversight uh, of what may turn out to be the greatest theft of American taxpayer dollars in history. After rushing through inflation-inducing government spending under the guise of pandemic relief, hundreds of billions of dollars have been stolen from American taxpayers, lining the pockets of criminals and foreign adversaries. But under Republican leadership, the Oversight Committee is returning to its primary duty to root out waste, fraud, abuse, and mismanagement in the federal government. Now, Casey, when I hear things like stolen Mm -hmm. and I hear waste, fraud and abuse Mm -hmm. and in the pockets of criminals, that is a very alarming phrases for a law abiding citizen such as myself. Mm -hmm. And he's talking about waste, fraud and abuse, pockets of criminals, very, very alarming words based on the money that Todd Young approved like it was going out of style in 2020, five trillion dollars plus and. Todd told me at the the Stacks Pancake House when he walked towards me very aggressively that he was he didn't regret any of that. And now Comer's telling me that money ended up in the hands of criminals and it was waste, fraud and abuse. I mean, so much so that we've got to have hearings about it. Mm-hmm. And now I'm very concerned that Todd Young has told me he was very proud of putting money, I guess, according to Comer. In the hands of criminals. Do you think that Todd Young is going to have to testify? I would certainly hope so, because Todd told me, and I will be more than happy (laughs) if Mr. Comer needs me to, to head over there to Washington, Mm D.C., along with the 40-plus people that were in that Stacks Pancake House, because we all saw it as Todd moved very aggressively towards me. Um, You remember that. That's when Igor, his evil assistant, Mm -hmm. told me I couldn't film him. But then as soon as Todd started moving aggressively towards me, he got his phone out and tried to film me. You can't can't film Todd, but Todd can film you. So I'm very 
very concerned because Todd told me and the 40 people at the Stacks Pancake House, and there were some law enforcement officers there. Don't know why they were there. Todd's a big, tough Marine, a Second Amendment guy. Don't know why he needed, uh, you know, big, burly uh, deputy sheriffs there. But certainly law enforcement, they're above reproach. They can come testify as well that he was very proud mm-hmm. of all the COVID money that he spent. And now we're hearing waste, fraud, and abuse, hands of criminals. Mm-hmm. Look, if James Comer is serious about getting to the bottom of the waste, fraud, and abuse with the COVID spending, Todd Young should certainly be the first person that he calls up there because Todd is very proud Mm -hmm. of the COVID spending. One of the things that has happened already because of this, now keep in mind that these health emergencies aren't going to end until May 11th, so you still have time. But Pfizer and Moderna have already announced that the commercial prices of their vaccine, it's going to go from $82 to $130 a dose. So if you you still want to get another booster, Mm -hmm. you're going to have to pay more after May 11th. Boy, you know, that would be terrible, Casey, if they raised the price on it, because that means not as many people might get it. And boy, that would just be the worst thing ever if people maybe had to actually start thinking for themselves and, you know, maybe actually looking into the vaccine. And, you know, maybe they could call you for your experience with the vaccine if they have any <laughs> questions, because I know right. you had a very joyful experience. Yeah, it was really pleasant. That that hot, burning, searing feeling going through my body. OK, Casey, when we come back. Yeah. There was a big announcement. Yes. And I'm not talking about Tom Brady. We will get to Tom Brady. But there was a big, far more important announcement that, that came just moments ago. Uh, people that, someone that we are very, very fond of. Uh, on, Took me a second to remember what on, you're talking on about. On the show has received a nomination for a very high accolade. And okay. we certainly uh, need to discuss that. Okay. That and Tom Brady on the way from 93 WIBC. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. I was gambling in yeah! <laughs> Finally some justice in this world! It only took 20 years since he's been dead, Casey! We're going to get to Warren Zevon in just a minute, Okay. The Rock and Roll Hall of Fame has announced their 2023 induction nominees. Warren Zevon is on the list. Rob Kendall could not be happier. We're going to review that list in moments. But first, trending this morning in a big way. Truly grateful on this day. Thank you. That's what he said. It's 921. You're listening to Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Tom Brady has announced again he's retiring. Good morning, guys. I'll get to the point. Right away, I'm retiring for good. I know the process uh, was a pretty big deal last time, so when I woke up this morning, I figured I'd just press record and let you guys know first. So I uh, won't be long-winded. I think you only get one super emotional retirement essay, and I used mine up last year. So uh, really thank you guys so much to every single one of you for supporting me, my family, my friends, my teammates, my competitors. Uh, I could go on forever, there's too many. Um, Thank you guys for allowing me to live my absolute dream. I wouldn't change a thing. Love you all. How many retirements do you get? I don't, I don't, I don't, and I know we have to cover this because it's Tom Brady and Mm -hmm. he's the greatest football player ever. Mm -hmm. I don't care about this at all because you get one. (laughs) 
And he already used it. And his you last blew year. through it. Yeah. It's like Brett Favre. Mm-hmm. You can do the crocodile tears one time, and I'll have a moment of sympathy for you, and that's great. Uh, you, it's, it, it, no, I don't care about this at all. People should not applaud this. He milked us once. I'm not falling victim again. Uh, <laughs> he started to get choked up when he started speaking about his family. Yeah, you know who's really getting screwed in all this, though, Casey? Greg Olson. The the ESPN, ESPN Fox, right? Fox. Fox News, right. Yeah, Fox, I was thinking Fox, about that. Yes, the guy who is the lead announcer for the NFL on Fox, who openly said, I'm cheering for Tom Brady to come back to play football for another year mm-hmm. so that I can remain the lead guy mm-hmm. because I know once Tom Brady retires, mm-hmm. I'm going to be getting games like the Saints against the Raiders. <laughs> He'll be second string. Yes. Huh? So now Tom Brady will go make $37.5 million to be the lead football announcer on Fox. Yeah. Well, there you go. Tom Brady officially retiring again. Okay. Let's get to this Rock and Roll Hall of Fame <laughs> induction class. <laughs> They've announced their final inductees. <laughs> What? Okay. Should we start with the good? Because people say I'm too negative, right? Sure. Let's start with the good. And the only good I can find in all of this is it's like an A++++ good, and then everything else is an F-. Like (laughs) Daniel Simpson Day has no grade point average, all courses incomplete. Warren Zevon is finally, finally, finally on the list. He's been dead 20 years. Okay. And finally made the list. Uh apparently Billy Joel, because for years and years and years, there have been many, many people who are in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame who have said, what in the hell are you guys doing? How has this guy never even been nominated? I mean, he was, you know, had such a big influence on so many of these people. I know Mm -hmm. Jackson Brown was a big one. And finally, I guess Billy Joel really stepped up and wrote the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame and said, dude, what is the deal with Warren Zevon never even being nominated? And now he is. This is his year. Now, let's talk about the other zeros that he's nominated with, because it is the, still the Rock and Roll Hall okay. of Fame, right? Yeah, and that's the thing. Is it time we need to change the name of it? It is still the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, correct? Yeah. All right. Uh, let's read some of the other people that are listed. Missy Elliott. Mm-hmm. Now, look. Whether you think that Missy Elliott is super talented or not, mm-hmm. that's beside the point. Not rock and roll. She's not rock and roll. Okay. Cheryl Crow. Yeah. Also not rock and roll. I don't know. I think you consider Cheryl Crow maybe light rock. A Tribe Called Quest, Casey. <laughs> Literally the description on the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame website. A Tribe Called Quest forever <laughs> shifted the hip hop landscape. <laughs> well, you do have some rockers on here. Iron Maiden. Uh, okay. The White uh, Stripes. Uh, there we go. Okay, so yeah. we, we got Sound, into this. Soundgarden. No, there we go. Let's go back to the White Stripes for a second, because dun, I told Kevin, dun, 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 the average person could, dun, could not, did, would not dun, know, yeah. uh, they kn- may know that song, mm-hmm. but they would not know it's White Stripes, and- it I think is, that's, no, the, that the is, White Stripes had a few uh, good hits. But that song is the modern-day Gary Glitter Hay song. Yeah. It plays at sporting events, which is fine. <laughs> I mean, but it once, is the song from the White Stripes. But one song played at sporting events. Yeah, they kind of had to stop the Gary Glitter song, didn't they? Yeah. When people found out about his little <laughs> personal misgivings. Mm-hmm. Um, the uh, so, But the, what, 
Where where are the actual rock and roll people? Well, Soundgarden, I would say that's uh, yeah. Soundgarden good rock definitely music. rockers. Let me read you a list of people who rage have... against the machine. Yeah, rage. they well deserved, well deserved. Yeah, this is like a Kevin Joy list over here. <laughs> uh, He's all excited because his his grunge band Soundgarden finally getting some knowledge. But let me read you oh, the, yeah. li- the list of people who have never who have never even been considered for the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Okay, so we've got Missy Elliott and. Mm-hmm. I've never even, I consider myself a pretty well-versed person in music history. I've never even heard of a tribe called Quest, really? Casey. <laughs> you never heard of them? No. It, what you, was the great tribe called Quest hit, Kevin? Uh, kick it. Can I kick it? <laughs> I could probably play jo- that as Bob Joy music Division today. New Order. Yeah. Who the hell is Joy Division slash New Order? Oh, they're kind of the techno band. Oh, they're kind uh, of a what band? A, a synth. They're kind of a what synth band? Techno band. Oh, a, a techno band. Yeah. Casey, <laughs> Rock and Roll <laughs> Hall of Fame. I didn't put them on the list. I'm again. You know who has never even been considered for induction to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? Foreigner. Yeah. Sticks. Mm. I don't know, Casey, and the uh, hierarchy of rock and roll and the people who have sold albums and had impact on people mm-hmm. in rock and roll. Mm-hmm. I'm putting Foreigner mm-hmm. and Sticks slightly above mm-hmm. a tribe called Quest. Yeah. I th- think there's um some gatekeeping going on with the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Like what does they, that must, mean? they must have like personal beef with the uh Sticks guys. Uh, well, and uh, you know, Ario Speedwagon in Boston <laughs> have also never uh, really? according to this uh yeah, and this was October hmm. of this past year. Ario Speedwagon. Yeah, that's surprising in Boston too. You know, my dad tells me this every time we go to Terre Haute. He saw REO Speedwagon in like 1972 at the Sears and Roebuck parking lot. Nice. I think that was even pre-Kevin Cronin. That's how long those guys have been around. Yeah. 50 years, Casey. What about uh, uh, Elmo Tanner? (laughs) Elmo Tanner also is a whistler, Mm -hmm. Kevin. Yeah. Mm -hmm. A very famous whistler back in the 30s and 40s. That could be rock and roll. It is not rock and roll. You know what is rock and roll? Boston. You know what is rock and roll? REO Speedwagon. You know what is? Foreigner. You know what is? Sticks. You know what it is? Warren Zevon! Okay, so you've got Iron Maiden, Cheryl Crow, Willie Nelson, White Stripes, Missy Elliott, Joy Division and New Order, George Michael, The Spinners, <laughs> Soundgarden, Warren Zevon, Kate Bush, A Tribe Called Quest, Rage Against the Machine, and rounding out the list, Cindy Lauper. Now, I think I know the reason why this list is as interesting as it is. Why is that? The Rock and Roll Hall of Fame is trying to diversify. Oh. There it is. They're being inclusive to all types of music. Well, and we will give Cindy Lauper a pass <laughs> mm-hmm. because Money Changes Everything is one of the 10 greatest songs ever written. It was a rocker. And I think today, Kevin should highlight all of these bands no, with our bump don't music. Do it, Kevin. Oh. Do it, Kevin. I don't will embrace do that it. idea. Do it. We've got to get to the news. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Can I kick it? Can I kick it? Can I kick it? Okay. Some guy on Twitter basically tried to say I was a racist because I wasn't supporting black people being in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. It is 9.35. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 And for the record, the spinners who are on the list, you notice I didn't say anything about them. Mm-hmm. Last time I checked, mm-hmm. African-American group okay. totally should be in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. It's not about the color of someone's skin. It's about whether they're a hip-hop or a techno group or whatever, white, black, brown, whatever, you shouldn't be in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Willie Nelson is on the list, and he's shouldn't known be, for country Shouldn't music. be in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. You're just very judgmental against uh, different genres. 
<laughs> Look, hey, if we're going to change the name, we've decided there are just not enough rock and rollers, which I don't know. I think there are enough when groups like Boston. I mean, mm-hmm. how? let's take the spinners, for example. Mm-hmm. How are the spinners not in the rock and roll Hall of Fame? Well, they will be soon. Well, who knows with these people voting? <laughs> That's true. They have to get voted in. It has nothing to do with someone's race. There's all sorts of African-Americans who have had profound influence on rock music who should probably be in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Mm-hmm. But they have to be from the rock and roll genre. Hip-hop <laughs> is not a rock and roll genre. Let's talk about this event that's going on here, downtown Indy, that you're invited to. Everyone's invited to. ISTA, pack the house. Starting today at 10 a.m. Ooh, real soon. I bet they're gathering. Well, you know, look, the State Teachers Association posted this, and Mm -hmm. they really, well, look, I don't like to tell other people how to do their business, but they really missed an opportunity here by not calling this the angry red-shirted teacher rally. Mm -hmm. I mean, think about the attention that would have drawn. I mean, we're probably the only people talking about how it appears that, I mean, they've left by now, obviously, but today there are a slew of teachers who are, just, I mean, it's not a holiday, right? Is today a holiday? February 1st, yeah, no. No, I didn't miss a holiday. It's not like a President's Day or whatever. So so a group of teachers are walking off the job. They're abandoning the children that they claim to care about and be, uh, you know, there to serve. They're they're abandoning those, uh, those children to come wear their red shirts. Because in the photo here, you know, mm-hmm. people get mad at me sometimes, the teachers do when I call them the angry red-shirted teachers. They're all wearing what, what color in this photo, Casey? Red. Oh, okay. So that's either yeah. an accident or that's a coordinated effort to all wear red. And they're never very nice when they're there. They're, they're, not, they're only, never very friendly. They're not only wearing red shirts, but they have red pom-poms. Oh, that's right. Yes, everything is red. red. And so you have a group of people who claim to care about the children and be in it for the children who are abandoning the children to come to the state house to yell at the lawmakers. So uh, that's going on. It's going on from 10 to 3. Now, a couple years ago when they had the first big one, I think they called it, a, this is called Pack the House. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was called Red for Ed, I think was the original one. Mm-hmm. And uh, Hammer and I famously uh, ventured over to the winner's circle and took up photos of some teachers who were uh, appeared to be boozing and gambling. And they got very mad at me for doing that. And look, I, I don't know how that helps the children. But uh, um, these people are lunatics. Are you going to go today? Well, I'm pondering moseying on over there. <laughs> you know, I mean... Um, it's usually a big deal when I head over to the, the state house. Although, you know, do I really want to waste my time having to deal with a bunch of angry red-shirted teachers who don't give two dams about kids? So they say the Pack the House events will be held on select days today and in April. So there's more days, February 6th, 7th, February 21st, 22nd. There's another one in April. Members and allies will gather at the state house to meet with legislators and be seen. Yeah. That's why they're wearing red. They want to be seen. Oh, so like if they were wearing... like. The theory is if you were wearing blue... You might blend in. You wouldn't be seen. Yeah. That's an interesting approach. It's all to ensure the defeat of legislation, oh. which is harmful to students and their profession. Oh, harmful to students. Like what? Giving parents the choice of where they send their student because you as a public education teacher are too busy taking time off work to come yell at lawmakers instead of teaching the kids? Like that's... What does that mean? Legislation that would be harmful to students. Mm -hmm. But here's the problem, Casey. And they're deciding what is harmful, rather than the parents. The problem is, they keep doing this stuff because it keeps working. Mm -hmm. I remember going down there in 2019 and watching these Republicans kiss the ring fingers of these teachers, who most of them, the overwhelming number of them, if they're at this 
Red for Ed or Pack the House or Mickey Mouse or whatever you want to call it would not vote for them if their life depended on it. But yet these Republicans are so afraid of angry red-shirted teachers that they cower under a table and apologize for having ideas. So you bet these angry red-shirted teachers are going to be there yelling at them about trying to make school board elections like every other election in the state of Indiana. They're going to be yelling at them about giving parents Mm -hmm. choice for sending their kids out of the failed public school systems. So... Ultimately, the Republicans in Indiana are brutally weak. They're cowards, and this stuff keeps working. It's why they keep doing it. Well, they say they, as as far as having them, the board members, select which party they're from, they, they don't want to bring politics into education. So this is great, and I'm glad you mentioned that, because coming up at uh, 1130, mm-hmm. we're going to have a friend of the show, Ben Orr, mm-hmm. is going to join us. Now, Ben was one of those really patriotic, brave people who won against all odds up in the Hamilton Southeastern School District, and he's going to tell us how uh, much politics played into that to his school board race, how much these many of these same angry red-shirted teachers worked against him because of politics. Mm-hmm. So we're gonna we're gonna lay out because maybe our uh, lawmakers down there aren't aren't aware of how much politics already actually play into. Oh, I think board. they're aware. They have union money coming in. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, so we're we're gonna Ben coming up at at eleven thirty. But anyway, uh, hello to all the teachers who have walked off the job today, who are at the state house. Uh, I'm sure you'll be very successful at intimidating and bullying the uh, Republican lawmakers because they're very weak people. So good luck. Okay, let's talk about this farmland that's going on. So uh, another thing that happened at the state house <laughs> Monday, lawmakers advanced a proposal tasking the Indiana State Department of agriculture with the creation of an inventory of farmland that has been lost over the last decade, whether it was lost to industry, housing, renewable energy, or or otherwise. So the author of the bill is Kendall Culp, and he said the detailed data would serve as a foundation for future efforts to preserve farmland. The goal here in Indiana should be to keep farmers on the farm producing food. Okay, so Indiana Capital Chronicle had the story, and this is the most Indiana Republican Party thing ever. So keep in mind, this year in the budget, they are proposing Mm -hmm. giving $1 billion to Eric Holcomb and his crony buddies at the IEDC, of which a huge portion of that money will be used, not all of it certainly, but a big portion of it will be used to do what? Gobble up farmland. We've had our friends out in Boone County Mm -hmm. on about how they are paying, the state of Indiana is paying gobs and gobs of money, ridiculous prices for farmland to, we assume, cobble it together for sweetheart real estate deals for people like Eli Lilly. And so these same lawmakers who are voting, because contrary to Holcomb's maybe understanding of it, the money doesn't come from the uh, a money seed planted in the back of the governor's uh, residence. The, the money fairy doesn't leave a pile of, uh, of cash under uh, Holcomb's bed at night. The money comes from the taxpayers, which is allocated from the lawmakers, which emanates from the House of Representatives. So this guy... Kendall Culp, mm-hmm. who is a representative, which is the House, mm-hmm. not proposing that we choke off the unlimited $1 billion slush fund for Holcomb to help his cronies and his buddies out through land deals to buy farmland, which would enable us to keep 
more farmland. No, he's going to still give Holcomb the billion dollars to do the thing, him and the Republicans. Nobody's talking about stopping that. No money for you with property taxes to help you with property taxes, but a billion dollars to help Eli Lilly. No, he's saying now we've got to spend more money to try to track all the farmland that has been gobbled up when if you just stop giving Holcomb the money, Mm -hmm. a big portion of the farmland that's getting gobbled up wouldn't go anywhere. This is House Bill 1557, and Kolb said, and this is one of my favorite parts in the whole article, no specific development project inspired the bill, but several people have heard complaints (laughs) about the district in Boone County. (laughs) They've heard complaints. They've also expressed interest in tracking foreign farmland ownership. And uh, Bob Cherry from Greenfield said he was concerned about Chinese state ownership of land. Um, so they're going to uh, they're going to get to the bottom of it. Okay, uh, Casey. Yeah, I get told all the time that I don't point out enough good things that are going on. That I'm too negative, right? So when we come back, I'd no. like to take a break. I'd like to take a break because there's a local <laughs> agency of government that is doing maybe the most awesome thing mm-hmm. I have heard of maybe in the history of ever, and we want to give them the full credit. And it will help us point out how ridiculous the lawmakers down the street from us are being on property taxes. We're going to check a whole bunch of boxes. You're listening to Kendall and Casey. It's 93 WIBC. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. You're listening to Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC and Florida's Governor Ron DeSantis was brushing off Trump's latest attacks with a simple message. He said, check the scoreboard. He was asked during a news conference about Trump's criticism and DeSantis responded with a reminder that he won re-election last year by the largest margin of any Republican Florida governor in the state's history. Yeah, Ron DeSantis, I mean, especially when you compare to how uh, Republicans did across the rest of the country because we now have kind of forgotten Florida as even two years ago was a total swing state mm-hmm. and Ron DeSantis not only won his election overwhelmingly he also lifted Marco Rubio in what a lot of people thought was going to be a pretty contested race to a, a blowout victory and uh, so so I thought DeSantis handled this uh, really well he was asked about Trump's criticisms of him mm-hmm. take a listen I roll out of bed. I have people attacking me from all angles. It's been happening for many, many years. And if you look at the good thing about it, though, is like if you take a crisis situation like COVID, you know, the good thing about it is when you're an elected executive, you have to make all kinds of decisions. You've got to steer that ship. And the good thing is, is that the people are able to render a judgment on that, whether they reelect you or not. And I'm happy to say, you know, in my case, not only did we win re-election, we won with the highest percentage of the vote that any Republican governor candidate has in the history of the state of Florida. <laughs> we won by the largest raw vote margin, over 1.5 million votes, than any uh, governor candidate has ever had in Florida history. And in fact, we almost doubled the previous record, which I think was like 780,000 vote margin. And so what I would just say is uh, that verdict has been rendered by the people of the state of Florida. 
Perfect. So, yeah. Uh, so he also uh, took aim at uh, DeSantis, Trump did, saying that he was trying to rewrite history when it comes to his early handling of COVID-19. And he said that Florida was, Trump said that Florida was closed for a long period of time. You were there. And this is, okay, here's the deal. I was there. I was in Florida. And we all recall it was about March 12th when Tom Hanks came out and said that he had COVID. And that's when the world kind of paid attention and went, oh boy, what's this all about? We all became really aware of it, right? And then it was about two weeks later, March 27th, when things started shutting down across the country, right? I went out to eat on Mother's Day at a restaurant in Florida. I was eating al fresco. A snake fell from a tree two feet away from me. Mother's Day, which is Mar- May 10th, 2020. I was out at a restaurant. Meanwhile, here in Indiana, two weeks later, my daughter did not have a high school graduation because it was closed down. So how is it that I can go out to eat at a restaurant on Mother's Day in Florida, but two weeks later in Indiana... My daughter can't have a high school graduation because the state is still closed down. Yeah, you you remember the whole the state was shut down. A million people, Holcomb put out of work. You know, tens of thousands of businesses closed. Uh, tried to put you in jail for not wearing a mask. You also may remember that you know, like barber shops had to shut down, but liquor stores got to stay open. And I'm sure that's just a giant coincidence, given that his very good, close personal friend Kyle Hupfer, who is also the Republican State Party chair, was a partial owner in something like 30 liquor stores. I'm sure that's just a giant coincidence. Right. Because it was it was all about science. No, the di- the difference is Casey that you lived in a state with a person who had great reverence for liberty and freedom and personal responsibility and making your own choices. And we live in a state with a guy who doesn't give two craps about you and calls you a human Petri dish if you wanted to go to work. Trump also took aim at DeSantis and said that he, if he runs for the White House, it would be a great act of disloyalty. Man, doesn't that make how, you mad? How, how long is DeSantis going to be beholden to Trump well, and ha- for and one ador- endorsement that happened five years ago? And how long do we have to deal with Donald Trump and Trump endorsed people consistently losing winnable elections. Now, that's going to make people mad. I got a mad phone call uh, on the voicemails that we're going to play next hour. But the reality is that Ron DeSantis won overwhelmingly. Ron DeSantis lifted Marco Rubio to win overwhelmingly. Other people that were Trump people, whether it's Dr. Oz or Blake Masters or the dude in in Nevada, uh, didn't either didn't win or somebody like J.D. Vance, who dramatically underperformed, even though he won compared to, you know, the governor, uh, other races. So the people are going to have to make this choice, right? You, You have to make the choice of how long you want to underperform with Donald Trump at the top of the ticket and Trump endorsed people at the top of the ticket, which is, you know, I know I got to go, go to a break here, which I thought it was super weird that uh, professional Kevin McCarthy cheerleader Jim Banks was bragging about Donald Trump's endorsement today and claiming that Donald Trump is the greatest president of his lifetime. That's amazing to me that Jim Banks, who's older than me, mm-hmm. so he lived through Ronald Reagan, yeah. thinks that Donald Trump was a better president than Ronald Reagan. The dude who restored American dominance, the arguably the greatest uh, performance by America in American history on a global stage and won the Cold War that, that Reagan... It, just very weird, this total people being totally petrified to take on Trump. It's very strange. We're going to get to property taxes coming up. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Friends, friends, friends.
Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you.